Good afternoon. I'm Tim Swindle, director of the Lunar and Planetary Laboratory at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today for a conversation about the relationship between humanities and the sciences is Richard Poss, Associate Professor of Astronomy at the University of Arizona. Richard, thanks for coming in and sharing your work. Thank you. Glad to be here. First, I have to say, your degree is not in astronomy. You're a professor of astronomy. What is your degree actually in? My PhD is in comparative literature. And my initial training was in medieval and Renaissance poetry and in Renaissance painting. And so how did someone with a background in Renaissance painting and poetry end up in an astronomy department? Well, it, it is unusual. It's anomalous. And it's been a strange journey. I, I originally thought I was going to be doing basically poetry. When I finished my master's, I went to Italy and discovered Renaissance art, and I decided to do a dissertation in comparative literature that was half literature and half art history. When I finished my degree and went on the job, on the job market, I uh, was intrigued by the University of Arizona, and I joined an interdisciplinary humanities program. But once I was here, I began to do creative uh, collaborations with Chris Impey, Peter Strittmatter, and you too were part of some of those early groups. And then eventually, uh, my research niche within the humanities became astronomy and humanities. I mean, there are paintings uh, by Van Gogh, for example. We don't normally associate with him with, with astronomy. And yet there are stars in his paintings, but his paintings are so expressionist, they're so kind of psychedelic, you think, oh, he couldn't possibly have looked carefully at the stars before he did the painting, and it turns out he did. And, and there are a lot, of, a lot of areas like that where you, you can't really understand the work of art or the poem without the astronomical component. And I think that scientists are very open to collaborations. Uh, and Arizona's a goldmine for this. It's a wonderful place to be because, as you know, in planetary sciences, uh, you guys have uh, exhibitions of art that's astronomically related. You do collaborative projects with um, the UA Museum of Art, uh, the Flanger Planetarium, uh, star parties out on the mall. And I think we sometimes forget that, that other universities don't do this as often, and they certainly don't do it as well as we do here at Arizona. Well, I've always found it to be a fascinating thing to just see how different people try to understand the world, which is really what we're doing, I think. Indeed. And scientific advances, whether they are in technology or more theoretical science, have to be analyzed, they have to be treated, they have to be probed, they have to be discussed and considered and weighed using the instruments of the humanities in novels and poems and all kinds of discussions in music and opera. Um, you take a figure like uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, a lot of good stuff has been done on his very complicated, tragic career relating to the atom bomb and then his later career during the Cold War. There are, there are plays, there are operas, uh, there are TV series, there are, there are documentaries. Um, if one is open to all the arts, uh, the, the science and the physics works its way into that mix uh, quite a lot of the time. One of the classes you teach is in science fiction, I believe. That is correct. And science Guilty. fiction <laughs> has an interesting relationship, particularly with uh, astronomy and planetary science, that sometimes I'm wondering which is leading which. Well, sometimes one is ahead and sometimes the other is. Um, one trajectory has science fiction writers saying, well, 
if we discovered that this was true and something that we haven't discovered yet, then what would the impact be on society, religion, psychology, social class, the family? And they'll play it out in the context of a novel. Something like um, Nancy Cress wrote a novel called Beggars in Spain. And, and it examines genetic engineering and its impact on people. On the other hand, uh, many of those science fiction writers are themselves scientists. And so they're playing both sides of the street. And they will speculate and then they'll go back and work. But when you have something like Breakthrough Starshot, which is as, you know, it's science fiction come home to roost uh, in, in the most delicious way possible. Uh, a privately funded scheme for sending real probes to the nearest star, and they announce it in the same week that the astronomers announce and planetary scientists announce that Proxima B has been confirmed. I mean, it's the best of both worlds. Well, thank you, Richard. Thanks for speaking with us. I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this has been Arizona Science. You can hear this and other Arizona Science conversations by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.